We'll keep this space open. This is the last stronghold for civil discourse. After this shit, it's just rat a tat tat a tat 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 tat. All right, y'all. What up? Peace. This is Fire This Time Podcast, Episode Three. Uh, my name is Sonny Ture, and I'm Sakita G. What's going on? And we are happy, so happy to be here with y'all for episode three. And, um, you know, a lot that we want to get into today. Uh, and, yeah, a lot of appreciation for everybody checking us out so far, supporting the podcast. Much love. You know, much love given to us and, you know, um, being dished out to us as the people. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you know, trying to do something out here. Um, we just trying to keep the real, kick the real to y'all, you know. And, um keep it true because a lot of people don't have this type of um a lot of people don't give out give out the truth enough in his rawness and we're in a position right now where we can you know um today you know we're gonna um, touch on many different subjects um i know for sure we're gonna talk about the cry the current cry for defunding um we're gonna get into our you know our current rundown you know of uh the local things that's popping around in these streets with all the controversy going on out here in the streets. And also, we're going to get to touch on uh, the new Dave Chappelle special. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave done came with it, bro. Yeah, that's that. that yeah, that, we got to discuss that. that. The 846? Yeah, we're going to have to uh-huh. definitely discuss that right there. So, um, you know, I hope it's, it's going to be pretty, you know, uh, enjoyable for you and, and informative. You know, we're going to try to do it the way we normally do it. Um. You know, don't mind us if we get to ranting and raving and, and carrying on a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, that's that fire this time. You know what I'm saying? We coming with that fire this time. So, all right, let's get into it and just provide some updates as far as, you know, where, where the movement at, you know what I'm saying? We we kind of ended our hiatus right around, you know, when the rebellion was popping off, if you heard episode one. So um, where we at a few weeks later, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to touch on one locale first, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we could talk about the the breadth of uh, what's going on nationally. But let's focus in real quick on uh, what's going down in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, this year has um, been, a, been a test. It's been a storm uh, for Tallahassee, Florida with a, a lot of the news coming out of there. That name been popped up a lot in the news, too. Yeah, so uh, just uh, over the weekend, uh, tragically, there was a, a Black Lives Matter protester activist that was killed. Mm. Her name, Aluwa uh, Toyen Salu, and um, was an activist on the ground. And, um, you know, there was, she was missing, and uh, there was a pretty sizable, you know, social media effort and local, definitely a local effort. Um, from the Tallahassee Community Action Group, I, f- I forget the particular name of the organization, but uh, I try to drop it drop it in, into the uh, into the description. But um, they've been on the ground, you know, fighting for not, you know, uh, of course not just Toyin because that was so recent, but uh, some of the re- the recent police murders going down there as well. Uh, in March, um, there was Michael Johnson, uh, Michael Johnson that was killed unarmed by the police and they're still fighting for body cam footage and you know uh justice in that case and uh more recently than that uh, was tony mcdade a black trans man wow that was killed um and the you know they're still fighting for justice in that case as well i don't think in any of those cases uh the police murder cases 
officers that's been uh, any officers have have been arrested with a toy in um it's uh, it seems i don't want to say too much uh because you know this is so fresh it seems that it was um something related to a, a sexual assault that she was describing on her twitter feed um shortly before she went missing mm. um that might have led to her death but uh, something fishy up in there yeah uh we don't know we don't want to say too much right now it's just uh, the loss right now yeah. you know what i'm saying the loss yeah. is just fresh and you know to have somebody that was on the ground working in you know in their community for change you know what i'm saying you know, it's, it's putting a, that work in you know that to lose somebody like that so passionate so young you know what i'm saying that that just hurts it's just fresh and um more more news will come out about that, you know. Especially one of our sisters, man. That that you know, that's one of our sisters right there. You know, we you know, we folks. Yeah, that's messed up right there. I hate to lose activists like that. But right. I, can I we can continue, brother? Right. So, uh, yeah, just continue to lift up Tallahassee. You know, in your chance. You know, in your in your thoughts. You know. Um, we have to support local movements. You know, that it's so important. It's not just about national coverage or social media uh, retweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, this is about supporting local movements. Tallahassee, Florida, that local black community, they need our support right now. And, um, you know, definitely not the time to engage in the type of divisive, uh, you know, type of uh, ideology or rhetoric that is so normal we talk about that a lot on this on this channel mm-hmm. and probably not even the best time to get into a lot of that with this case right now but uh it is unfortunate that this moment is a time where people are still engaging in some of this uh divisive um you know uh framing of the issues you know the black community is hurting and yeah. the, the, those hurts are that pain is not uh temporary that that pain is not uh new Mm-hmm. You know that that pain is being built up, and uh, it, it's been a long time coming. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, you know, how we get past this? We're gonna do it united. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do united. There you go. Yeah, as a people, there we go. Black men and black women. All yeah, about it. and black trans people, but people and that black trans people, people that yes. fall out of, outside of that gender binary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite all all of this shows framing a certain issues, you know, we definitely come from a black max masculinist uh, perspective, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a black male state, but also anti-imperialist, a black revolution, revolutionary nationalist perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're critical of that white, well, what I, what I consider at least to be white colonial gender theory. <laughs> and I yeah. think that that infects so much of the discourse, the current discourse yeah. on, um, uh, you know, oppression and violence in our community. And, um, you know, there, there's a certain institutional, white institutional support yeah. for, um, you know, uh, feminist or black feminist framings of violence. But that same institutional support, same mainstream American support, <laughs> I don't see, necessarily see it as existing when yeah. black men try to explain our gender depression. Yeah. And we talked about that last show. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, that is an obstacle that we have to get through. And um, I well, think I think we're making headway. Go ahead. Yeah. Aki. Well, but you know what? Those examples that you gave. Are showing that you know it's um, that that's 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 a stereotype that that's being used to cause division. Because mm-hmm. when we look at all of those protests, we're seeing black men out there protesting for the black women that's dying, right? And that's going through the struggle. So you know we have to you know. I mean, we, major we, provocateurs coming always. Oh, always, all forms of fashions, all levels mm-hmm. of our community, definitely. Yeah. I mean, look, we know Breonna Taylor, the one black woman killed by police this year. We know the massive amount of support she got from Louisville and the national community. Yeah. 
you know so yeah. we know that these narratives of black women being pushed to the margins and conversations about police murder this is just propaganda from you, you know go. colonial gender theorists you know mm-hmm. whether they regard themselves as that or not rarely they do but you know my understanding of them is is increasingly you know revealing them to be that <laughs> you know what I'm saying revealing them to be just that colonial gender theorist you know that that, that really got that their ideas from the same type of ethics mm-hmm. the same type of urges that undergird white feminism or white imperialism yeah. in general. Imperialism in general. Right. Because, you know... Let's let's make savage out these niggas. You know what I'm saying? These niggas are savages. And they've been trying to do that since Frederick Douglass' time. So, so you th- know... They're so savage, they're not loyal to their women. They don't protect their women. Yeah. You know, uh, and the fact that those narratives rise... The fact that the narrative that black men don't protect black women rose up in the case of Breonna Taylor is so surprising. Because what happened in the moments right next to her death? A black man trying to protect his home from people that break into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Him trying to, you know, protect his family. Yeah. You know, and um, that's why some of these people are so disconnected from the Breonna Taylor story. They tuned out immediately after it happened. Once mm-hmm. they seen initially the, the local movement in Louisville w- went to protect the man that put his life on the line to, the, the, True indeed. The, the, tr- to try to help Breonna Taylor. Yeah. You know, and it's shame I don't know his name, but that, you know, uh, maybe that's indicative of something, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people tuned out at that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and they only picked it up when uh, George Floyd was killed, and it became useful. You know what I'm saying to try to uh, say something about black male death. Uh, but you know, we're you know we're resisting that. We have to call it out and acknowledge yeah. it. But you know, let's not even spend more time on that. You, you see how I keep opening it up. He said we're not going to rant this episode. Look at <laughs> us. Look at us, bro. Look at us. But let's return again. Toy and Sal- Salu. Salau, um, you know, we miss you. And, um, you know, we got to raise this banner higher and we got to um, we got to keep this fight going. So, you know, rest in peace. And, I say to you. I say. Um, so, um, you know, elsewhere in the movement, if we're going to keep the updates going, um, you know, if we looked at, uh, you know, t- talk about Louisville a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned this brother last time or kind of referenced his case. David McCaddy, yeah. you know what I'm saying, was the brother that was killed uh, June 1st uh, over there in, uh, in Louisville while pro- during the protests for Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in, in either case, you know, neither, um, you know. Like, ne- are they crazy? Like, I don't get this, right? We out in the streets. We already in banging mode. Mm-hmm. And y'all still popping this off, like. Oh, they're trying to send a lesson. Oh, I, let me write in my notes real quick. I don't even think we talked about during the, the, the pre-production meet, Naki. <laughs> the um, the recent lynchings. Oh, that, yeah, South Carolina. I mean, in uh, Florida. Florida. And in California is one I'm thinking. Oh, because it was some. I read an article on something that was going on in Florida. It might not have been recent, but the ones in Cali, too, it was two of them. Right, and we're we definitely going to touch on that later. But uh, you're right. During this moment, you know what I'm saying, like they're, while we're in the streets, they still popping it off. And you got these white supremacists out here still lynching us. Now they're lynching us next to American flags in, in city parks, next to government buildings. It's like they, 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 they're lynching us in the same places they used to do it back in the day. They used to lynch us in public. Yeah. They, yeah. They, this, they used to do it right there in, in the square. And see, people don't understand, man. Cali, the Klan is entrenched in Cali. A lot of times they'd be entrenched in the biker gangs, you know, um, there's places in California that if you black and and this is in Los Angeles, 
if you black, you better not get caught down there. Cause that's where the that's where the the the, the, uh, the, the less fortunate white folks live, and and they gangs come in motorcycle gangs, and they'll catch you slipping. You think you just running up on some regular, you know, uh, a roughneck looking white boy, and now he he with the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm saying they um you know the clan is strong down there, and they entrenched in the police department too. Right. So, um, just to keep the conversation moving, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, because uh, I definitely, we got to get the spell here soon. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the movements are increasing. And, 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 I mean, the the movement is, is still alive, I should say. That's what I'm trying to say. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The protest movements are still going on nationwide. And uh, the mainstream media is kind of moving away from coverage of a lot of them. But, uh, they, you, know, you know, they're still going on. And I, I know, Aki, you wanted to say something, uh, speak a little bit about just some of the conversation around defunding the police. You know, yeah, so. it's the conversation, you know, uh, that, you know, just been catching my attention lately. Um, you know, we've been hearing screams from the people saying, you know, we want to defund the police. Um, we didn't heard, you know, various different, you know, I guess uh, versions on it. Uh, of what that means, you know, generally, you know, the accepted definition is, you know, it's the divestment of funds from the police department to other um, departments, social services, or whatever you want to call them, you know. Um, and in theory, it's supposed to be preventative matters, criminal preventative measures, you know, to keep people from there. But you know, you can't trust all that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think, uh, black folks, we got to ask ourselves, what does that mean? And we got to make sure before we allow any of it to really go on, you know, we need to be in the say-so of it. Um, it's even been causing a little stir-up, you know what I'm saying, in, uh, with the politicians, mm-hmm. you know, in the Democrats right now, you know. Within the, I, mean, I haven't heard any real Republicans co-signing, but there have been some low-level uh, Republican representatives who have co-signed the idea just because they live in high concentrations of black folks and they don't want that heat. Um, but specifically in the Democratic Party, you know what I'm saying? You got your boy Clyburn. Jim Clyburn is out here, man. And he straight up saying he don't believe in defunding the police. And, and then I'm like, dog, they they still, they have, we talking about lynching the South, I mean, in um, Cali, they be lynching folks in South Carolina on a regular. Mm-hmm. A lot of these police shootings, as we know. Yeah, uh, recently in there. Um, so like, and you know, Ilian Omar, you know, she supports it. Um, uh, Julia Salazar, you know what I'm saying? But, but you know, I got to say this, Aki, even with the idea of defunding the police, you know what I'm saying? Like, we seen defunding the education, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that led to privatized education. We we see the defunding in public health care that leads to more privatized health care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, same thing with housing. True. Um, I, I, I'm not, there's no guarantee, you know what I'm saying? What, what I see on Twitter sometimes is just this idea that defunding is what people need to be talking about, that it's this cohesive idea. Nah. And it's not. I feel like nah. it's, I feel like honestly, among progressives, among the left, it's a pretty benign political concept. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it ain't got fangs, and, it ain't and, got claws. And I say this too. Like, okay, as sort of models, you know, like savings, we got uh, Camden, New Jersey. Now, Camden, New Jersey, to some extent, did something revolutionary. You know, in the revolutionary movement, we talk about tearing down and rebuilding, you know. But there was flaws in that, too. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they fired the whole police department. Mm-hmm. 
and then began to they started the whole hiring process over. Who started the hiring process over? They um they uh commissioned a new mm-hmm. police because they went to county police and they took the pretty much what took places in there was the city of there was the uh city of Camden, New Jersey. And then there's the the um the county city police. So you got the city the city the city police of Camden, New Jersey, and then the new one was the Camden County Police. Mm-hmm. And so they were having so many issues, especially in conflict with the unions and the crime with black folks. And when I say crime against black folks, a lot of complaints. Um, and also they, they were thinking in the form of the divest invest model, that if you divest from the police department and then put money back into the communities, you can um, actually, you know, what I'm saying decrease the criminal, you know, uh, right. activity in the hood. Now, and we. We have to learn the lessons from the past with this, and I'm sure this is where you're going. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Now, the catch is, is that that didn't necessarily work out for them. I, I, I threw that model out is because of the process of what they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They dismantled it. Right. And then they started a rehiring process. Now, and from a revolutionary nationalist point of view, I think that would mean dismantle it and rebuild it up completely different. Yeah, and that's why I asked you who appointed and who chose the new police officers because it's not just about funding and how funding is distributed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we know if things get privatized, we know what direction that can take. Yeah. Or a private-public partnership, we know what direction that can take from our history if, we, if we study it. But my thing is, this is we need to focus on a redistribution of power. Yeah, and that's the catch, too. Um Going back to the uh, um, a, a, a revolutionary nationalist stance, you would have a, 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 a oversight committee made of the contingency of that community, mm-hmm. or the or, or represents the community mm-hmm. that oversights that that high, does the high or, or creates the process for which one must be hired. Mm-hmm. Now they did uh, expand. The hiring process, mm-hmm. it went from like a 10-page resume, I mean a 6-page resume to a 12-page resume. I don't know if that was filtered with a bunch of bullshit, but, you know, of course, they probably filtered in some racial questions because of the issues of police brutality that has been going on in Camden, New Jersey. Um, my mother is from New Jersey, and she she left New Jersey as a a young lady like around 13 and she still has memories of police ass whoopings up there that she's seen giving out mm. so it's been going on in New Jersey for a long time and she stayed all over from what she from what she told us um, so yeah that would definitely be a, a process that would have to take place and so you know we're seeing that you know we can you know there's some things in us making this call for this defunding what does that really mean for us mm-hmm you know, who's who? Okay, if we defund it, who's going to be the new police officers? And How do we know we're not going to get the same racist ones that we got before? Because the catch with Camden is 116 of those same police officers was rehired. Mm, there you go. And you're talking about the same 116 who was yeah. dragging their feet, uh, reporting on the, the crooked ones? Yeah, now it was the, 130. Now it was 130. They didn't. Okay. The, the, yeah, and, yeah, and they and, just said, we ain't going to budge on this. Yeah, and they work right next to the ones that got rehired. The, there you, the, go. you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And, there and you that, go. And that's why I always get into the thing. Like, uh, Muhammad Ali said it best, right? I don't think we showed this clip. I think I might have just shared this. But when he was talking about, he was on some stage, I think with Stockley. I, I forget the, uh, the the white intellectual's name from back in the day. Anyways, he and, and he was uh, kind of describing, like, uh, white police officers and white racism in general. And he was like, you know, if I'm standing 
somewhere. I got an open door. I'm standing in the crib, open door. From on the hill, I see mm-hmm. in front of my crib, I see 1,000 snakes, rattlesnakes, coming fast down that hill. You know, now amongst those 1,000, you know what I'm saying, I know for a fact that around half of them, if not more than half of them, you know, or are good snakes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or he, he, maybe maybe he said one out of ten. I know one out of ten are good snakes, and you know they put the, themselves in the way and try to protect and form a barrier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to protect uh, me from the bad snakes. Now, do you do you really expect me to trust that? Yeah. To, to trust them to do that? Hmm. Uh, these rattlesnakes who've been together, who who you know, who've been you know, running together from <laughs> the same stock. Do you, do you really expect me to trust that, or or should I close the door? Yeah, or should I just shut the door? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, you know, of course, him and Malcolm and others, you know what I'm saying, could lay shit out so clear for us. Yeah, yeah. you know. So so this conversation, you're right. I that's keep. a common sense, and that's the thing. That's a common sense approach. Mm-hmm. You don't need no theory to analyze that or nothing. That's just a straight common sense approach. Like, do you know if you can trust them? So, yeah, and we got to get comfortable with that type of politics. We got to get comfortable with some degree, some level that's higher than it is currently of separatist politics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, of course, what that looks like in the long run is going to be negotiated, you know, but uh, it has to be something we step confidently into. Now, any last words on uh, the question of defunding or uh, anything about the movement in general? I just say this. um, I say this. Some some places have started and I just probably hint at one. Um, that I've been investigating a little bit. You know, Baltimore has started um, actually doing that defunding process. You know, mm-hmm. um, they count, they count, uh, they cut, they cut the mounted police and the marine police, and they even cut funding from the state's attorney's office. Now it's yet to see what they're gonna do with that funding, mm-hmm. and that's as I said, where our our type of thing comes in of having that committee that be able to organize and allocate those funds to the right places and the right people who need them yeah and, and you know we just can't get caught up too much in the money trail or just yeah. just the money of it you know yeah. like this is also about power you yeah know what i'm saying like like yeah. who who is the decision making bodies you know what i'm saying who appoints those decision making bodies how much of the people how much of the, the communities that are aggrieved by police brutality, by the, the criminal justice system? Well, that's system. where that community, having that type of community oversight committee comes in. Mm, or, or citizen accountability yeah, council like or that. civilian review board. It, take, it got many names. But like we talked about yesterday, um, and one of the comrades mentioned that, it got to have subpoena power. Mm-hmm. If it got subpoena power, we can call somebody up before that mm-hmm. committee to answer I think that's where the power comes in at, and then expand it beyond that. Because I agree, it needs it needs subpoena power. That that's a good measure of of power and strength. Yeah, of, it has to go community. beyond that too. But though. It, it, yeah, and that's that's my only point. Let's yeah. let's have a radical revolutionary imagination that it goes beyond that. And then yeah. what what if this concentration or institution of people power or black communal power? As in this negotiation with the white colonial society, we need this black communal power manifesting the institutions. Yeah. Now, what if this accountability council, whatever we call it, expanded its powers even beyond subpoena power oh, yeah. to who is who can be hired and how are they trained as police officers in yeah, our community? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if our community is 90 percent black, we want what? 90%, yeah. not 85%, <laughs> say, well, not, 90% not, of, not 80%, yeah. you know what I'm saying, not, not 75%. It's like, okay, we 13%, 13 to 12% here in Champagne, right? Then we should be 13, we should be able, if we 13%, 
Oh, we I'm not 13, but if there was 13% here, now that's completely different because honestly, bro, this is a whole different job. But, so, but, but if but, in a place like, uh, but I keep let's let, let's break it down, be even smaller than just champagne. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. champagne is what a social construction. Yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the black community here in Champagne, the North End of Champagne, even there though it's being, it's being it's being gentrified. If we if we make up 75 percent of the North End, yeah. I, uh, the police officers should be us of our stock. Yeah, I got you. There you I, go. I couldn't articulate that way. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I got that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the, exactly. But and that's so that oversight committee would have to be very expansive. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, and, and we need train. Like, look, it, we need training of the officers that it come into our, yeah. uh, our community to enforce laws. We need that training to account and and, and take into recognition the long mm-hmm. history. Of you know policing in this country, and they should be from no community, and it originated from slave patrols. You know what I'm saying? So and and, and of course, I, when I say that in my mind, this is of with the idea in mind that what's currently here has to be abolished. You know, yeah. but at the same time, we we do have to build up those institutions which will replace it. And we mentioned this before. I think that's lost in a lot of the defunding or abolition type conversations. They miss that nationalist. Uh, peace about building up our own for self-determination. Because I think the total goal would be this. People scared to go into the you know, community and, and try to have them come yeah, you know, or build up uh, those type of institutions. Yeah, you, you start off in the, in, the, in the lower progresses. Defunding is just a process. Mm-hmm. You know, the objective is, is to get to a point where you are policing yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like um, um, the way the Native Americans have a policing in their Territories. We yeah. should have the dominant police, the dominance of police in our territories um, where we dwell in large numbers. You know, that go back to that old Garvey atlas. Garvey used to say, Negroes, wherever you move, move close to move close and around each other so you secure power and dominance in that area. And just to go back, let's bring it all the way full circle with what we started out talking about with the sister that was killed, mm-hmm. you know, in Tallahassee. Um, you know, what... She called the police. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure she called the police or she put it out there. But, you know, mm-hmm. there, there wasn't, you know, seemingly, I don't want to speak too much about what went on, down on the ground or what's, mm-hmm. what's there on the ground. Yeah. It didn't seem like there was the resources, the institutions there to give her the help that she needed there in the go. final moments of her life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like that stuff was there. You know what I'm saying? And we can't keep relying on white institutions to change. Well, their police departments have always shown to fail us in most cases. Exactly. Oh, you know, all, you got all races. Yeah. All, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It may have a hit and miss every here I and mean, now and then, but most cases, yeah. If just too many black folks has been railroaded by this system. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm, I meant all black folks, all genders. Is it, that yeah. case? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they fail all of us. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. And this speaks to the need, you know, for Toyin's case, but also for you know the many black men lost by police mm-hmm. violence and lost by, you know, the streets or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We have to police our own communities because yeah. they, they will never address the problems we need to address in our in our communities the way they need to be addressed. And of course, they're not going to show up for us. How we, we we would show up for ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, how, how do we make things better? How do we protect black women? How do we protect black men? How do we protect black children? You know what I'm saying? I think it's through organizing black institutions to carry out those well th- those processes. Just, you know, throw some revolutionary history out there. Um, one of our elders, um, the Honorable um, Robert F. Williams, um... I like to call him Big Rob 
Big Rob. And they call him Big Rob. Give him OG. He's OG. We got to give him OG name. Big Rob. Um, he, um, in his uh, newspaper that he used to write in, and he authored and had uh, The Crusader, um, I remember reading the article. And that was one of his big points. Um, the black community should have armed police guards mm-hmm. made up of Negroes, men. Um, at that time, he was suggesting former military men, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he also suggested opening up rifle clubs, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense to provide training for those armed police guards. Um and it was later expounded upon, you know, um, with the organization of RAM concerning having legal rifle clubs, you know, which um, was used to train and make people proficient in those arts. We've had institutional means and ideas about how to police ourselves mm-hmm. and even to produce those policemen. I don't like to use that word, policemen. I don't like to use that word. Mm-hmm. But that's the only word coming to mind right now. Mm-hmm. So I think we've had some examples or at least ideas from people of how to do things. While it's hurtful to hear the comments that it's like a failure of, um, you know, black men specifically, maybe that, you know, some like stuff like this goes down because it, I, I believe it was a black man that killed her, you know, and, and we have to resist those type of statements, those type of like where you try to, um, you know, disparage a whole group for the action of, of of just a few people but i will say this what you know what did happen to a degree is a fail is a black institutional failure yeah it's a black institution you know say it, it's a black communal failure you know yeah. what i'm saying what happened to him what happened to so many other of us you know what i'm saying and because we the, can't avoid that yeah see the reality is is that the 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 the, the disorganization the attack and even the failures in the black community produced him Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's a whole nother com- that, and that, know, that is a con- that's a conversation for another episode yeah, right there. You know, you uh, know. And, and, and collusion with white supremacy's attack for on sure. him and on the community that produced him. Hurt, like, what is the old adage, bro? Hurt people, hurt people, bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Hurt people. Now, and, and but but you know, before we even get into that, I yeah, because you know I'm gonna say this: justice is justice. And so, on that level, you know, um, the the fact that we lost, uh, um. A true activist, mm-hmm. a young activist, mm-hmm. um, at the hands of a brother is hurtful. Right. You know. Um, that's who. That's who they arrested. Yeah, that's who they arrested. So, uh, so, so, so we don't got no. Okay, we don't got no definites on that because, for all we know, the pigs could have been after. Her. And they set a brother up. That's what I said. Let's not even get into it. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? Let's not even get into it because we don't. Yeah. I, I haven't looked that close into the details of. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Let's not even gotcha. get into that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you know, uh, that sister needs to be remembered. And you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, the, if, if you know y'all keep in contact, you know what I'm saying, and keep a lookout for that that case to you know see what pops off with it. It hurts, man. So we got to be here. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, this conversation we had, you know what I'm saying, while it had its critical moments. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, it combined, you know, a lot of what uh, what we talking about next. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the same history, same um, analysis of the current moment that kind of Chappelle, you know, captured in his special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- this shit is so complex and this shit is so deep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't do nothing but get angry or laugh or complain or rant. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, fire this time, I know it's a space for me and Aki to do some of that, too. So. Yeah. 
we appreciate y'all for you know letting us do that letting this base be that and uh if we piss you off uh nigga i don't care nigga <laughs> you looking at the show. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna be back uh, for the next part of the podcast. Uh, peace, peace. Y'all already seen. We all in this together. I, I didn't mean to like divide anybody. We all in this together. My brother who got um, he got ran over. Y'all need to know who the fucking enemy is. I, I sometimes I get mad, but I'm not trying to divide nobody. Y'all need to remember who fucking enemy is. It's right. racist, Tallahassee white. Racist Tallahassee. Because those are the niggas that ran our fucking brother over. So y'all need to keep that in mind. The same, the same energy that we had when we were walking the fucking streets. Keep that with you at all fucking times. Don't let nobody take away your blackness from you. Your blackness is not supposed to be subdued at all. It's not. It was good, y'all. We back. Uh, you just heard some of the words from uh, the sister in Tallahassee, Toyin. And, uh, you know, once again, we just honor her life with this episode. And, um, yeah, Aki, you got anything you want to say real quick? Uh, you know, um, that sister seemed to be uh, strong with fire. And that was that's definitely a loss for um, the movement and our struggle, you know. And um, uh, I hope her and, you know, her family, well, I hope her family is, um, you know, condolences go to them. Yeah, she mentioned on there that, you know, her brother had gotten ran over by some racists in yeah. Tallahassee. So, I don't know. I, I got to dig in more to that story now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it seemed like there was a history between her and our racist community there, uh, between her, yeah, and, her, and, her and our family, you know. And that's deep in Tallahassee. Tallahassee is oh yeah, good old boy town. Definitely is deep. But, uh, yeah, just keep on lifting up Tallahassee, that black community. They definitely need our attention. And we can't rely on mainstream white media. We can't rely on social media algorithms to uh, determine, you know, where we get our focus or how we even analyze movements and, uh, you know, and uh, success. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So we, we got to get out that mold. And, uh, yeah, just let's keep it moving, though. Yeah, let's get into some uh, some uh, definitely got to get into some new things. And uh, that new thing is the Dave Chappelle special. Um you know, Dave Chappelle uh, did a new special. It's on YouTube, so it's free. Um, and he in that dropping, like you know, dropping the madness and dropping the doom. Um, Dave Chappelle has always had a pretty decent, solid history with you know having uh, political views and at least calling shit the way it is. And um, I like things sometimes when you just speak it just the way it is. You know, and comedians got a sort of advantage because sometimes they can say shit that you want to say that you can't say, but they can say it and get away with it. Even though, even if you would have said it, it would have been the truth the whole time. That's just how we, you know, uh, function. Um, but uh, the name of the special is 846. That's the name of the special. And I was trying to figure out why he named it that when I first looked at the the uh, preview of it, but then when you get into it, he explains why he named it that. He named it that because George Floyd was choked or his neck was pressed upon for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And he uh, took that to be significant and personal to himself because he was born at 8.46 a.m. So, um, you know... Um, that was a um that was something that was significant for him 
um, you know, um, this special was good for a, a whole lot of different reasons. You know, one, he called out, you know, the fake celebrities um, and their responses. Um, he even called them out for questioning his silence. And I love the example, you know, uh, when he said, uh, you know, my silence is because the streets is already talking. The streets is telling you what what it is out here. Well, I got to say something, you know. Um, of course, you know, his explanation for it all was that, you know, I liked it because he ran down. You know, he ran down the many accounts of the, the, uh, the black men and women that's been killed out here in the streets. And he, like, he was like, yo, what did he say, Sonny? And you wonder why we in the streets riding. Hmm. Wonder why we mad. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why. That's why we doing what we do. You know? So uh, it, it had all good types of points. He called out Candace Owens, too. Mm-hmm. He called her some, uh, I, I say, unsavory names during that show. He called her out for a lot of the misconduct she's been portraying amongst black folks recently. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't get that one. That's an anomaly for me. I, can't, I don't know where she came from. Bro, she came from the depths. The depths, the pits of 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 uh, of uh, I don't even know. We know, <laughs> we know. You know, it don't even need to be said. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, I mean, he, and he put the Candace Owens right next to the Lauren Ingrams. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, right, right where they deserve to be. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain, you know, that's a certain manifestation, a significant manifestation of that Western femininity. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. how it uh, it aligns itself with with White patriarchy, white imperialism, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, and what is it? It, it is, uh, you know, totally, totally tied to these anti-black misandric tropes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because of the function it has within a colonial setting. You know, white feminism uh, and Western feminism, you know, uh, just look at Tommy Curry's work. You know, it's clear that these things are aligned with the system of white supremacy. And we... And, Right, so um, I mean, hey, and like that's what got me when he started speaking about like uh, his silence, and he was saying that the streets is talking. Right, you know, um, sometimes actions speak louder than words. Facts, most times, you know. And I know black folks. I had to say it. I know niggas. Mm. You know, um, after a while of talking, he don't want to talk no more. It's got to get physical. Something got to get moved. Something got to happen. Some action got to be shown, you know. And the people, that's a, that's, a, that's a powerful principle to have when you say to yourself, why would I make a statement, me being a celebrity, a rich man, mm-hmm. who, even though I may still go through this, you know, um, why would I comment when the people on the street is the ones who commented because they the ones out there in the hoods and out there they 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 speaking and telling you what it is y'all just need to act goddamn right mm-hmm. you know but this been going on for a long time you know um but uh, you got anything I keep what you think about it what you what you feel about this uh special well what I caught mean, you about it I'm definitely you know just because you know I'm a little bit closer to the movement than Dave Chappelle is I'm a little bit more critical in that sense of what's going down on the street and some of the leadership on the street because not all of that is solid not all of that is righteous oh, it's true indeed you know what I'm saying they are but, provocateurs 
Right, and you know, Dave Chappelle, I'm sure he recognized that too. You know, that did, too. You know exactly. So, uh, one, you know, it, so many powerful moments in that Dave Chappelle, bro. So many powerful moments. I, I didn't know he was gonna come like that. Yeah. You know, so I didn't know he was gonna come like that. I thought, you know, it was gonna be something different. I think a lot of us didn't expect it to be so powerful, you know, because we ain't never seen no nothing like that. You know, so that was, you know, as far as a, a comedian, and really mm-hmm. a, an, uh, an, uh, a griot, maybe, maybe a griot is a better word for what yeah. he did, right? Yeah, that's an African word for storyteller. You know what I'm saying, and uh, an entertainer through the voice, through the or you know uh, that ability. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and Dave Chappelle, he got that. You know what I'm saying. He proved it to a whole nother level with yeah. this special. He is. He he did put himself in griot status on that one. Yeah, definitely. He got in griot status on that one. Or, or really one. reminded us what that tradition is about because he been he been doing it in his own way. You know. Yeah, he been doing been it in his own for way. For a while. He's been on it for a while. Yeah. So, Even when he was amongst nothing but white crowds, he was speaking on that. Yeah. So. It definitely made me, because, uh, you know, th- there were some years after the spell show where I was a little bit unimpressed with some of his comedy stand up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I would say that his most recent ones have been hitting for me. And this one definitely put him into a new type of category. You know I think saying? he just had to get his feet back. That's it. You know, had to get his feet. But I mean, his the stuff he did before Chappelle show and during Chappelle show. I mean, that shit solid still. Always would be solid. That's oh, classic. Yeah. That's classic shit. Um, but you know, to keep on going, one of the most powerful parts to me when he was talking about, you know, George Floyd on the ground. I still ain't watched the video. You know, I seen some of the first friends, but you know. But George Floyd on the ground, he mentions that uh, he called out for his mother mm-hmm. um, that had passed. Yeah, that was deep right there. And, um, you know, and yeah, that that was real deep. And then, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, how he kind of weaved in the story from his own life, you know, and talked about how his own father called out for his grandmother. Uh, his father's, you know, on his deathbed called out for his grandmother, which mm. would be Dave Chappelle's great grandmother. Uh, you know, so who also passed. So, you know, he really, you know, kind of showed how those things were connected. And, and then, you know, saying what was so powerful to me was, um, you know, just the idea that, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's grand, like great grandparents, you know, they were born slaves. You know what I'm saying? They were born in, into slavery. You know, and he mentioned a story about his great grandfather being a man born into slavery. Anti-lynching activists went to the uh, Woodrow Wilson's White House to protest the lynching in South Carolina. You know, and he mentions that in the uh, in the special. And um, you know, just that that just that you know, just that tradition that Dave Chappelle represents. Yeah. You know, because his great grandfather was part part of this. Uh, Griot tradition. He was yeah. a he he was delegation. A, he was a, a bishop within the AME church. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he's also part of this. From South uh, Carolina. I ain't even know that. My people from South Carolina. I did do that research. So the AME church, we know, you know, if we know our history, is connected to our struggle. It's connected deeply. It's connected to our sense of uh, self determination deeply. deeply. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, we, you know, if we don't know that about the AME church, that's something we need to study. Yep. You know, uh, and and not wait on that. And I, I would say. You always make sure the AMEs, it's two AME churches, AME Zion and AME, uh, AME Zion and AME, and the AME Zion is out of New York, the AME, the AME is out of Philadelphia, mm. and the one out of Philadelphia is the, the one you need to look up, not because any reasons, but because that's the earliest branch, and yeah, they all up in our struggle. 
But uh, go ahead, Aki. I forgot. I mean, I, I mean, of course. So that connective tissue, just with his past and the, the lineage that Dave Chappelle and tradition Dave Chappelle That's represents, struggle in him. Yeah, that that was powerful right there. Just to take that all in. He also mentioned that uh, the killer of Jordan Crawford, the murderer of jo- Jordan Crawford, in uh, that area of Ohio, where mm-hmm. where Dave Chappelle is from and where he performed at. The officer that killed Jordan Crawford, you know, uh, them years ago, I think it was, you know, five, five, six you yeah. know, years ago, something like that. Anyways, uh, had pulled over Chappelle the day, the night before he killed Jordan Crawford. Mm. The officer that killed Jordan Crawford pulled over Dave Chappelle the night before. Mm. Um, wow. You know what I'm saying? Just wow. Just, yeah, that's uh, that, yeah, that's a, because you think, you think to yourself like, damn, that could have been me. What if he? What if he would have caught me on the same? Whatever he was on, mm-hmm. you take away the celebrity. But whatever you was on that day, what if you was on that day when you met me? But I can't. It can't help me. You know what I'm saying? Like my faith is constantly being tested. I, you know, I, I don't really have a, a real coherent spiritual system I align with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't. But the fact that one of New Africa's greatest orators, greatest griots, could have been sniped like that. Or that he just got pulled over, you yeah. know what I'm saying, by the person that killed somebody, you know what I'm saying, before. the day before. The, the day after, after. The, exactly, the day after. And, um, you know, the the fact that he was part of that history and the fact that he's telling the history, you know, that's just a special set of circumstances that uh, it, it, almost, it almost defies coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, that story was meant to be told, and we took it in, bruh. We took it in, and um, I guess that kind of leads me to another part I like. Yeah, I love that we took in from Dave Chappelle the idea that our struggle, our resistance, and our will to protect ourselves mm-hmm. is a right that should be defended and forwarded by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And he told that in his own way, but he spoke about just the righteousness of our. Uh, you know righteous rage our righteous rage you know our righteous urge to protect ourselves and 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 seek retaliation if indeed if indeed this system is only moved or pivoted away from its position through some equal amount of violence or some through some threat of violence mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh and if we decide to pursue that route you know what i'm saying dave Chappelle laid out a case a moral case for that you know what i'm saying and um you know, increasingly in this country, it's looking like, you know, scaring the police for their lives. Hmm. Uh, it almost seems like it's the only way to, uh, you know, defend ourselves from such brutality. Yeah. And of course, that's, you know, you mentioned Big Rob. Yeah. Big Rob. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, uh, you know, Robert F. Williams earlier, right, about how it, and he definitely lifted up that tradition. You know what I'm saying yeah. of prote- uh, the uh, you know the black community protecting itself. Yeah, black community protecting itself. Uh, you know, it did. You know, did, you know, it's so much to be spoken of from that from this from the special. You know, but that concept of bam by any means necessary by any means necessary by um you know, being able to see that this may not be a, a sweet cakewalk. It, it may not be all physical. It may not all be political, but it's going to be some type of struggle. And in the concept of us struggling, you know, we have to be prepared, you know, 
it's a certain sentiment that's jumping off with the people right now. You know, Aki. And uh, it's like um, we starting to get like a lot of the elders are saying like y'all sounding the way we were sounding when we popped it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's going to be inter interesting to see how this thing turns. You know what I'm saying? Because the people are more talking about, you know, defending our, our own communities. I'm not really seeing that uh, represented in much of like the Black Lives Matter or even this defunding the police conversation. You know what I'm saying? Much of that reflected. But, you know, we're we're a colonized people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to protect our communities in some of the ways that we did it before. Thinking about the Black Panthers, thinking about Robert F. Williams, NAACP chapter. Mm -hmm. They warded off white nationalist attack uh, uh, you know. through protecting themselves. And, they, and we have a right to do that. And it's been successful. And we see not just police attacks, but also white uh, other forms of white nationalist attacks. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about these brothers getting lynched. Yeah. Um, you know, two brothers, like we've been saying, got lynched in, I think, Southern California. So we know what, you know, we know what we're staring at, you know, coming up. It, it ain't nothing new under the sun. I mean... When it really come down to it, um, a right to defend yourself is a self-determinative right. It's a human right, um, civil and human, you know, based on the Declaration of Human Rights. Um, you know, we have to organize in order to defend our communities. You know, I advocate anyone who is black and in America, you know, you should learn how to defend yourself. You should know how to handle a firearm, you know, um, in honor, you know. But you nowadays you have to think about moving around and defending yourself. But um, I guess, all right, the finished up on Chappelle, um, you know, it's a classic, you know, definitely a classic, just special, comedy special. Um, you know, I think it's maybe one of the highest levels of comedic performance I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? If we do keep it within, the, within that comedic category, yeah, I think yeah, within society, comedy does have this uh, have this role to play. It's not always about laughs. Comedy is not always about laughs. I mean, it's about it's, it's about a performance that goes beyond that. You know, to a degree. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Any last words on the Chappelle? Um. I would say, you know, the same thing. It was on another level. Um, it wasn't your typical, you know, die hard, you know, just laugh whole contentedly. It's, this was a serious grown man having a conversation with people who just so happened to be able to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a questioning of what he's seen going on around him and what he sees going on around him. Um... And his res his response and his thoughts on it, you know, and he revealed those thoughts to the masses. Some of those thoughts we thought already and felt already. Some of them we didn't. Um, you, it takes a level of comedy genius to get to that point. Even um, people like Red Fox, um, Bernie Mac, people, you know, they can have those real conversations about what's going on with us, you know. Um, and I think they would have probably kept, and you know, of course, Richard Pryor. I think they would have kept those up, and that, I think if they were living, they would have kept that same tradition up like he's doing right now. For sure, I enjoyed it. It's definitely a classic. It's a classic because it's in a historical moment. 
you know in this historical moment i hadn't seen any comedy that encapsulated the post of how black people feel mm -hmm. in this time I completely agree, Aki. You know what I'm saying? On every point you just laid out, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it it was all that. It was all that. And I, I just appreciate it for falling in this moment. And just, it was cathartic for me watching it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just gave me a feeling I ain't felt. And I needed, I, I needed to feel, and I'm fortunate for feeling. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think, I, I thank uh, Chappelle for you know putting yeah, that together. To see that. That's gonna be a classic. You could say 20 years from now. I've seen. I remember when that first came out. That was shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. For but, sure. Uh, um, so, you know, for this episode, you know, I think that, you know, about wraps it up, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that about wraps it up. Um, just, uh, just a quick conclusion. Like I say, we got to control, the, we got to control who police our community. We got to control the hiring process. We got to have power to do that. We got to acquire power. It has to be independent power. And, 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 and as always, I think. As we approach solutions to this, we have to use African frames of reference, both uh, traditional and contemporary frames yeah. that we create. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's about our gender politics, our economic, our political economy, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Our response to police brutality. Yeah. We have to use frames of reference that, in, in, in theories that we develop. And yeah. we have to always, you know, interrogate those theories mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, I guess um, the injection of you know white imperial logic, white colonial theory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because these their intellectual thought that its very existence is to disrupt um, mm -hmm. our mobilization, our organization, our yeah. quest for self determination. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know that our lack of our our lack as black people as new Africans of self-determination is what their position as white people and as white elites hinges on mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and um, they don't want us to, to, to get there to get back to that by any means also from their point of view by any means necessary exactly to divide the black community along class lines to, to divide the black community along gender and religi religious lines uh, yeah. along sexual lines all of those enemies all of th 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 that is within our enemies purview completely enemies and strengths right say. and um you know we we have to uh you know just be cognizant and just uh you know that that's part of the reason a big part of the reason why this you know podcast fire this time exists you know, uh, so yeah, like Aki said, um, we're gonna keep on delivering this revolutionary black nationalist, you know, point of view. And, um, you know, we hope that y'all engage with it. You know, we want to engage in debate, we want to engage with uh, people listening. So uh, please comment, please share with your friends. Please. And, um, you know, we appreciate each listener and uh, we want to add to what's already out there. You know, we don't want to. Um, take uh you know anything from not, nobody we want to you know we, we want to lift up these conversations these conversations are too important to uh be so siloed yeah. you know what i'm saying uh amongst and we it. want content more content you know and that's from various people mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying let them let everybody have a to some extent we need all the ideas that you we can have on how we're going to do this and how we're going to make these moves there's not one way to handle the problems that black people got mm -hmm. you know um. So yes, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Um, for the evening. Um, we thank you for joining us for fire this time. 
This is our third episode. Um, got a fourth episode coming from you next week. Um, and I'm going to say peace. Free the land, Brother Sonny. Free the land, y'all. Peace. Peace to the people.